It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And we are off. The 2024 NFL Scouting Combine is underway and some tests for potential Dolphins defenders really popped on Thursday night. We're talking about it here today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, all right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins co-host of Locked on NFL Scouting, and today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. We are started with the NFL Combine. And uh, it's kind of a unique situation that we find ourselves in as the Dolphins fans where we saw Mike McDaniel with defense coordinator Anthony Weaver watching the testing on Thursday night and we're trying to evaluate players for for what Miami is going to run this season but some of that is based off of what Baltimore has had run in the past few seasons and how much of what the Dolphins have gone after at certain positions is paralleled and if new players are coming in how are they going to be different I say all that to say that um, there is fortunately quite a bit of overlap. And, and Anthony Weaver said as much when he had his introductory press conference. But as I'm watching these players, I am trying to be mindful of the Baltimore Ravens defensive system and the, the body types of the defensive linemen that they had versus what the Dolphins have had at their disposal and how it's different. And I think that's the thing that jumps to me is it does not necessarily have a one for one up front. So I'm looking at these different body types trying to identify, okay, you know, that he's built like what Baltimore has had for a certain role that we're projecting maybe a guy into now. 
And we got linebackers and defensive linemen yesterday. And uh, the, the fortunate reality is you look at a player like a uh, Darius Robinson from Missouri. And it, I'll tell you right now, I mean, between the podium interviews, his film, and the, just his frame, dude's hard to miss. He stands out in a big way. But that's the kind of body type that you absolutely can see fitting within what the Dolphins are expected to run when you consider Baltimore's defense and how they had Calais Campbell for, for quite some time and his ability to play on the edge and then reduce down inside. Darius Robinson came in at 285 pounds. That's a big dude for a defensive lineman who went to the Senior Bowl and kicked everybody's butt, quite frankly. So that's a player for me that as you're trying to identify, okay, where's their translatability with what the Dolphins have, what they're going to need, the system in Baltimore, try to connect those dots and look for parallels and then look for voids of what the Dolphins don't have. So Darius Robinson is a good example. Six foot five, 285 pounds, 34 and a half inch arms has played all up and down the defensive line. That kind of versatility, it also checks out with Chris Greer's background as far as what he likes to invest his premium positions in. So I'm putting him on the list of candidates for the Dolphins at pick number 21 or in the first round if they were able to move down and still target Darius Robinson. Go back to 2016. First round pick was who? Laramie Tunsil, offensive tackle. Uh, go to 2017. It was a defensive end from Missouri, and Darius Robinson's a very different player than Charles Harris. I actually like Darius Robinson. I despised Charles Harris's college take, but a defensive end. 2018, Minka Fitzpatrick, safety. Okay, that, that's a little bit more off the beaten path of the traditional quote unquote premium positions. 2019, defensive tackle. It's become a premium position. 2020, you went quarterback, offensive tackle, corner, like the original. Goat Trio, the Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor of premium positions in the NFL are quarterback, offensive tackle, and corner. 2021, wide receiver, now a premium position. The, the top paid players are getting $30 million per season. And another pass rusher. 2022, you used it on a wide receiver. You traded for a vet. 2023, you used it and traded for a pass rusher. Like, like it's the, the pattern of behavior should tell you, in all likelihood, if the Dolphins pick it in the first round, it's going to be a defensive end, it's going to be an offensive lineman, or I should say somebody who's capable of playing offensive tackle. Now, maybe that player plays guard early. They did that with Tunsil in 2016. You can include a cornerback in that conversation, maybe wide receiver in that conversation. I'd be surprised if they went wide receiver, to be honest with you. Or And if they don't bring back Christian Wilkins, then maybe defensive tackle. So defensive line, offensive line, wide receiver, or corner. That's every year other than one. <laughs> now, if there were an elite talent elsewhere that happened to fall, then yeah, you make the best player available pick, and you don't think twice about it. That's what happened with Minka Fitzpatrick. 
but odds are the track record is deep enough with the investments that I think you can say draft record with a player like Darius Robinson, who has an overlap with what Baltimore has coveted on their defensive line. That's a really strong contender in my mind for a pick. The corners, uh, I, I think the, the corners for Baltimore, whether it's Ronald Darby or whether it is Rockison, I, I would not be surprised if they brought in a hedge from Baltimore, who's a, a free agent, just to kind of have another vet in the room with Xavier Howard being an outgoing player. Um, and, and then at linebacker, they had speed. And you would talk about speed. There's a dude who ran yesterday who's got some speed. And we're going to talk about him and other performers who stood out to me yesterday, specifically pertaining to the Dolphins here on Locked on Dolphins. That's coming up next. So stick with us. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Everybody wants a little bit more time in their life. The question is, is it time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Peyton Wilson, the linebacker from NC State, has me questioning everything that I think that I care about. From a medical background positional value perspective because he blew the doors he blew the doors off of Indianapolis <laughs> yesterday uh outstanding performance from Peyton Wilson he had the fastest 40 time of any player who ran yesterday a 4.43 at 233 pounds good jumps not elite jumps but good jumps as far as like lower body explosiveness which is what your jumps measure and just crazy instincts, football instincts. Loved hearing him talk on the podium. He's probably going to be a not for us type of player, though. Uh, I, I am that people will make jokes that, oh, he's got medical background. Chris is going to love him. <laughs> um, but I think this testing, along with the film being as good as it is, is probably going to put him in a position where unless Miami like really moves around and picks up a bunch of draft capital, I just think it, there's not going to be an intersection where the Dolphins are on the board, and it's going to make sense to, to invest in a linebacker. Now, if they move on from Jerome Baker as a cap cost-cutting measure, then maybe that 
facilitates uh, a little bit more of an appetite or an interest for uh, taking a linebacker early? I don't know. I'm, I would still be inclined to think not, though. So um, it's good news for Miami that that maybe he's played himself into enough comfort from teams that um, – uh, another player at a different position that Miami might be more keen to draft is going to be there with one of their first two picks. It's just a question of how early he's going to go. A linebacker who I think did help himself from a testing perspective that will be available at a number of junctions for the Dolphins, particularly on day three, is Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. He ran a 4-5-1 at like 240 pounds. That's scooting for a guy of his frame. He's long. He's six foot one, 237 pounds. He's dense. He's physical. He played in the SEC. A pretty reasonably productive player at Kentucky. But that's a player who has a lot of booming power in his pads. And if they wanted a special teams complement who has some physicality, it can maybe be de developed into a between-the-tackles type player, I think. Uh, linebacker Trevin Wallace from Kentucky had himself a nice day uh, and really helped himself. I'm still trying to get a feel for Edger and Cooper. Um, 6'2", 230 pounds. Uh, he is a physical player with a lot of burst. Uh, he plays with a really hot motor. He took a big leap forward in 2023. Uh, but there's some addressing of block elements, some high pads at times, some undisciplined reads. It's just, it's might be a little bit more of a developmental type player than maybe I would have an appetite for, for Miami, but man, again, like, can he really run? And, and I think the way it, if I were to connect a dot with the athletic profile and kind of some of the questions with inconsistencies, it's kind of like what Patrick Queen was like. And that's where it's a name that I think is at least worth mentioning because Patrick Queen coming out of LSU had processing consistency concerns in spite of being a really dynamic athlete who wasn't the best in take-ons against blocks in the box. So, and he's like really long. So I think that it, it's a fascinating player. I think Cooper moves around a little bit more than what Patrick Queen did as far as like formational stuff. But uh, that's another player who had a good day of testing. He had good jumps like Peyton Wilson, but he ran a four five one like, and that's flying. They're just fast linebackers. There's going to be a fast group this year. You could tell there's a couple of pass rush guys uh, who you expect to kind of be in the conversation for the teens and early twenties. Uh, Jared verse Florida state, I think is the one who is the most intriguing uh, because there was once upon a time, Jared Verse was considered a top 10 prospect eligible for the class. And he had an okay season. He didn't have the the starring season that um, that I think many people expected him to when he came back to school. But 6'4", 255, 33.5-inch arm length, uh, really explosive jump numbers, but not like really high-end agility numbers. Uh, he had a 10-7 broad jump, which is very, very good for 255 pounds. And he ran under a 4-6. He ran 4-5-8, official time. That's a player for Miami that if he's 
he wasn't on the original list of like players you don't trade away from for me because that's my whole approach and I've done a lot of the 2024 offseason blueprint stuff which if you missed it last year or the year before I do a full simulated offseason and I launch it out of the combine before the league calendar year starts and it's here are the contract moves I would make here's the salary cap management moves that I would make Here's the free agents that are outgoing that I would bring back. Here are the free agents that I would sign elsewhere. Here are the players that I would cut. Here's the players that I would draft in a mock draft scenario. Uh, and then here's like what your 53-man roster looks like at the end of the road and your cal- salary cap situation and explains in depth all of it. It's a week's worth of programming, and it's my favorite project every year because it's my chance to apply all the things we talk about on the show and show my work. I have not done the mock draft yet because I've been playing around with the different simulators to find out which one I like the most to use for the, okay, Kyle, you're going to sit down and whatever it gives you is like the scenario that you're going to use for the offseason blueprint. So I want to make sure I get a a little bit more of a feel, not for like, oh, I want to know when this player is going to be available and not available. It's more about I want to know how they value the draft and how they simulate the draft versus how I perceive the draft to get the most realistic, like consistently realistic scenarios versus my perspective on how I think it's going to go. But Jared verse was not originally on that list. And as I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I've assembled my free agency class. So I know what my pre post free agency, like pre draft the dolphins roster for 2024 looks like on like how I would do it and how I would structure the contracts and how much salary cap space they have. That's where I'm at right now. I think he's going to be on the list because I did the thing that I, I've aspired to, which is uh, I, I don't have any egregiously glaring hole. And if Jackson powers, Johnson comes off the board before 21, Oh, that's been the, the player. Everybody's been, oh, he, he can't trade away from this guy. You got to draft the center from Oregon. And if he's not there, it's like, okay, like I have a center. It's not the end of the world. I guess I can just kind of open it up. And, and there's some times where I really feel kind of vanilla about who's available. But Jared versus sitting there. And it's like, well, that, that, how good a value can you get for the pick and, and what player are you going to get versus Jared Verse if he's still sitting there? So Jared Verse is a really interesting player who I think helped himself quite a bit. Um, other edge rushers who who helped themselves, um, obviously Dallas Turner from Alabama. I think he locked in edge one, which is a domino effect that I think feeds into potentially Jared Verse being there. Um, it's It's kind of like the year where Jalen Phillips came out in 2021 where it was between him and um, Quiddy Pay, the Michigan guy, kid who ends up going to Indianapolis. And Pay went, I think, at 21 as the second edge off the board. So Dallas Turner's going to come off the board. and wouldn't be surprised he's a top 10 pick with how good he tested, but there's a numbers perspective there. And then it's Latu, Turner. And Latu had a good day. He didn't have a great day. Um. Didn't have the jumps that I thought that he would, and he ran fine. His tape's better than um, Jared versus. So I think like you could potentially have an, a decision there on uh, tape 
versus potential ceiling and stylistically, like what way do you want to go? And that goes back to stylistic approach from the Baltimore defense. They like their stand-up rush linebackers to have a lot of versatility. But they also have had success with hand-in-the-dirt guys, which I think is a little bit more of what Jared Verse is. And they have guys that can stand up and put their hand in the dirt, and Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Do you bring back Van Ginkle? I think there's, there's consistently been a hybrid linebacker type in Baltimore that Van Ginkle can fill that role. Is that prohibitive of you adding a, a fourth pass rusher and using that early pick on it? That depends on what your free agency looks like. The interior defensive line is an interesting group to, to try to work through as far as the testing, just because we don't know what that's going to look like for Miami. We thought we knew. We thought it was going to be, well, they're going to bring back Hunt. Uh, they're going to let Christian Wilkins walk. They're too far apart. Can't do the franchise tag. Well, then the cap comes up, and the cap's like, eh, well, I'm going to count for about 60% of your franchise tag total uh, is going to be free now because of how much higher the cap is than what it was forecasted at. And it's, it's changed the perspective of Christian Wilkins. So now it's, okay, what does what has had Baltimore had success with inside? And it's guys like Travis Jones, and it's guys like Michael Pierce. And the earth, these are bowling ball human beings, but they're bowling ball human beings that are 320 pounds. So I think when you look at Miami, if especially if Wilkins is back and Sealer's under contract, your perception of when that investment comes changes a little bit because now suddenly you're you're not looking for and it'd be nice to have the depth it'd be nice to have a third guy in that rotation so those guys don't have to go as hard but you're you're looking at this year's class and a lot of the top performers are Braden Fisk who blew the doors off Indianapolis but he's 296 pounds but Kai Wingo is 285 Byron Murphy's right around 300 Chris Jenkins is right around 300. Dwayne Carter from Duke is right around 300. Mason Smith is right around 300. 306, right? Gabe Hall from Baylor, right around 290. It's Tyler Davis, 301. Rook from also from Clemson, 294. There's not that body type, a lot of that body type, I should say. So it kind of becomes a, okay, what else can you find elsewhere? Unless you're going to go with Tavondre Sweat or McKinley Jackson. McKinley Jackson is 326, Tavondre Sweat 366. You heard that right, 366. Though there's McKinley's probably an early day three player just because uh, there's not the pass rush ceiling that even Tavondre Sweat has. And Tavondre Sweat, you you didn't weigh in at the Senior Bowl to come in at the NFL Combine and weigh 366 pounds. So defensive tackle, the nose tackle spot in particular, becomes like, okay, are, we, are you better off signing Raekwon Davis and getting a day three player and like platooning them and trying to figure it out? Or do you want to spend big on a Grover Stewart in free agency? Surveying who's available for that body type with the Wilkins domino I think kind of complicates the interior defense or interior defensive line conversation, at least a little bit. And the, the guys that stood out are the guys that overlap with what you have, which is I think what complicates that picture a little bit more for that nose tackle spot, which is the thing that Baltimore has had 
that Miami, frankly, they, they've had a player there, but not the same body type and not the same performance that Baltimore has had. So that's my thoughts on, on linebackers defensive line. Uh, they're testing yesterday and, and how I perceive it versus Miami. Uh, we are going to talk next. Just a few odds and ends, some salary cap stuff. Had something come up yesterday. Wanted to touch on it here on the show. We're going to do that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Get buckets with your first bet over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bets. $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel's official sportsbook partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, I always joke about not being a math guy, and I think it's it's become very apparent for anybody who listens to the show with any level of uh, consistency. <laughs> uh, I am a little bit of a math guy, at least when it pertains to the NFL and salary cap. Um, and yesterday there was some conjecture about the feasibility of restructuring uh, a few members of the Miami Dolphins in their contracts. Bradley Chubb was the first name that came up. So I ran the numbers. I, I actually did the restructure. I said, okay, we're not going to add any void years to the back end of this deal. We are just going to do a restructure of his. To be honest, I already did this for the offseason blueprint because I'm restructuring Bradley Chubb's contract in the offseason blueprint. But I digress. Knowing the three-year domino effect of it is an important part of the conversation about doing a contract restructure. Bradley Chubb's owed 19 and three quarters million dollars in fully guaranteed salary this upcoming year. I restructured 18 and a quarter of it to leave a one and a half million dollar base salary. It's kind of my de facto dollar amount that I put in there. So it might be give or take like $100,000 per year if they go max restructure or not. But I just like the round number because I'm not a math guy. I'm just parading around on the internet as one, just like the people who don't like my feedback say I'm parading around on the internet as a pretend GM as well. Um, so if you took 18 and a quarter, Bradley Chubb has this year and three additional years remaining on his contract, 2025, 2026, and 2027. Okay. I assume we're all cool. You got 18 and a quarter million dollars. You're going to convert it to a signing bonus and you're going to evenly spread out 18 and a quarter million dollars across each of the next four seasons. So instead of $18.25 million in this year's cap hit, you get one fourth of that. And then one-fourth of it goes to 2025, one-fourth of it goes to 2026, one-fourth of it goes to 2027. The unattractive portion of this conversation 
and why it's not necessarily the ideal thing to do for optimal long-term cap flexibility is if you pay him the money now, but you do the restructure from a signing bonus perspective, that cap will never go away. It's it's either prorated money that's a part of his cap hit that you can't manipulate anymore, or if you get rid of him, it becomes dead cap. Right. So Bradley Chubb, uh, $4.56 million to each of the final three years of his cap hit is the amount across three seasons. So you're, you're adding that to the books. That's non-manipulated money. But this is where even if you restructure Bradley Chubb coming off of an injury and things don't go well, here's what you need to know. The Dolphins, even after restructuring Bradley Chubb in 2024 with $18.25 million and saving themselves, it's about what $15 million approximately, $14 million is the, the grand total. They'll, they'll save $14 million against the cap. If it's a catastrophic season for Bradley Chubb, never gets back from the injury years back and just totally not the same. They end up drafting a pass rusher at 21 and they feel like they have other bodies and they want to move on. They could do the thing they did with Xavier Howard this year, next year with Bradley Chubb, and here's the cap ramifications of a restructure if they do it this year. They could cut him as a post-June 1st designated cut next offseason after restructuring him this offseason, and they would have a $10.9 million dead cap hit for 2025. But they would save. million against the cap versus what they'd be scheduled for. So you could save $19.5 million against the cap next year by post-June 1st cutting Bradley Chubb, even after you restructure him this year. So you'd save $19.5, and then you would save an additional $11 million against your 2026 cap. And the 2027 cap, which he's be on the books for for about $31 million, you would save all of because it would be cleared within the first two years of him being cut if you post June 1st, got him in 2025. So what's the issue? You can't touch the money until June 1st? Okay. We're doing that with Xavier Howard. That's That's part of the part of the, the deal. And if you had a trade scenario for Bradley Chubb next off season, your pre-June 1st cap hit to move on where you wouldn't be able to split it between 2025 and 2026 would be equal to his cap hit next year, which is the exact situation they found themselves in with Bradley Chubb. So like you could take a bath and take a total loss but it, you could do it if you got a, a very good draft pick offered to you as an asset for a trade. You say, okay, well, there's no more guaranteed money on the deal. Somebody might find that attractive. He played reasonably well at the end of the year, but we've got depth now. We're going to move on. Uh, we'll take the net zero, and then we'll just clear all the books so we have all the savings for 2026 and 2027. We'll absorb the full hit of the, the dead cap hit, and we'll get a reasonable pick back. Now, I don't think that would happen. I'd find that a little more unlikely, but they could do it. Ideally, you'd go through the draft and then you trade him post June 1st. 
and you'd still be able to split and then get an asset moving forward. So the, the barriers for Bradley Chubb is you save less than $19.5 million against the cap next year. Or you'd save more than $19.5 million against the cap next year if we moved on. But are we really going to turn our nose up at $19.5 million in savings? If they had to do it, if it was catastrophically bad, and if it's good and Bradley Chubb comes back and he's the Bradley Chubb we saw last year, guess what? You're probably going to restructure him again in 2025. That's that's the cost of doing business in a competitive window is you're always going to have rolling debt. But as long as you phase them appropriately or you do it until it's very apparent that you've exhausted all your avenues in the direction that you've gone, which the Dolphins are nowhere near at, and you could dump it all out and you could flush the system in one year and restart, but restart not from ground zero like they did last time. Restart from like the fifth floor instead of the first floor. You go from there. I don't think it's a conversation at all. I think it's a no-brainer to restructure Bradley Chubb's contract, and I bet the Dolphins would feel the same. That's good for us here on Locked on Dolphins. Appreciate you guys checking the show. Make it a great rest of your day. Out of here, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'll talk to you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.